0: Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer in uh, downtown Newark, New Jersey, the Oilers against the Devils at The Rock, the Prudential Center. We'll get to New Jersey in a second, but we're going to have our, some fun in our next segment. Before we do, however, we're going to tell you that guests on the show receive gift certificates to Roos Chris Steakhouse. Whether you're celebrating a special moment or simply saving a night on the town, every meal's an occasion. At Roos Chris Steakhouse, it's open Tuesday through Sunday from 5 until 10 p.m. You can tell Chef Altoff and uh, Chris that Oilers now sent you. As we head off to the River Cree Resort and Casino Hotline and we are hooked up with our nhl insider john shannon for legacy heating and cooling whether it's heating or cooling you need get it with no payments and no interest for a year that's how you build a legacy legacy heating and cooling we welcome back to the show john shannon hi john how you doing i'm great bob you're in newark not in new york no uh team has stayed uh, next to the arena here oh I'd, I'd say nice yes. but I don't think it is so uh well I'm walking with friends that's all I'm gonna tell you i've
1: <laughs> oh, you <laughs> right, well, when you're when you're when you're in that area for the whole week gosh i mean
0: no 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 we're only in this area we uh we're we are staying in, in new York City yeah but we've coordinated something for the day here I see Okay, total curveball. But I gotta ask you because you know you're a you're a a cultured man, and you've got lots of experiences, and you've worked. At, how many Olympic games have you worked over the years?
1: Uh, eight or nine.
0: Okay, did you ever work a World Cup? No, I didn't. I didn't. Did you happen to watch the Netflix uh, docu series, or whatever you want to call it? On uh, FIFA.
1: No, I've read about it. I haven't seen it yet, but I it, it's on my to, it's on my watch list here. So,
0: yeah, Brendan. Brendan's watched three episodes. I I watched all four. With each episode, you're thinking it can't get any worse, and it keeps getting it worse. And then, just when you thought it couldn't get any worse, it got worse. Um, uh, Gianni Infantino, of course, as you know. Mm -hmm. is the president of FIFA. He said yesterday on Europe's criticism of the Qatar World Cup, I think for what we Europeans have been doing for 3,000 years around the world, we should be apologizing for the next 3,000 years before starting to give moral lessons to people. Um he adds uh, if you can't drink beer for three hours okay if you can't drink beer for three hours i think you can survive there are many countries that ban alcohol in stadiums like france but since qatar is a muslim country that's a problem now this as as you know john originally qatar said they would be uh uh would be allowing um yes. beer in stadiums and there was a, de- uh, a deal with bud weiser that w- that fell through but this was the one uh, that caught me he said yesterday in a news conference today, I feel Qatari. Today, I feel Arab. Today, I feel African. Today, I feel gay. Today, I feel disabled. Today, I feel like a migrant worker. Now he earns three million pounds a year. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it was just a bizarre performance yesterday. I guess he was attempting to be all inclusive. Oh, and and the kicker was. Uh, And I'd like to know people's thoughts on this. Would it be acceptable to have a a World Cup in North Korea as he continues to grow the game? Am I like, (laughs) the whole thing from the beginning. I I just, John, I I, I gotta tell you, I, I wonder, like, what happened to the power and the clout of what drives the financial numbers on the television this is this is sort of circling back to the conversation we ended up with on Thursday uh, about you you know do you make sure do you ensure that your stars are allowed to start shine in the NHL and I we all know who the power hitter countries are internationally and the and the way that the FIFA set up the middle the middle countries have too much input relative to their true inconsequence of uh, what they contribute to European football. And we end up in situations like this that kind of defy a little bit of logic. You know what I'm saying, John?
1: Well, you know, what the Qataris have done from the point of view of, A, how they got the World Cup, and whether it was the millions of dollars that seemed to get transferred to some voting powers at FIFA to allow them to win the, uh, the vote uh, 11 years ago, 10 or 11 years ago, uh, that's one thing. Um the the other aspect of this is, is that you know if FIFA has F- FIFA does two things first of all they want to work with a single body they want to work with a government that can get everything that FIFA needs done so it, to to work with a central government to work with a um, a, a more dictatorial government makes sense for for FIFA In order to get everything accomplished, they need to get accomplished over the period of time since they awarded the games. Um, The other part of it, from the point of view of what what Qatar has done to build their stadiums, is absolutely despicable, and how they've treated people is tremendously bad. But FIFA thinks. See, FIFA thinks. You know, we have the United Nations with 178 countries in it. And then we have two governing bodies of sport, FIFA and the IOC, that think that they are actually as important as any country, if not more than most. And that's that's the challenge that 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 uh, you know becomes all of us because uh, over the next five weeks, tell <laughs> they're going to be people saying, well. You know, how the games are on, we don't care, and we just love what FIFA does, and we love the World Cup. And that's how, and that's, Bob, that's how they get away with it. That's how they get away with it.
0: So I have become, I really first became, you know, the first World Cup I remember was 74. And it just—it was somebody connected to our family, and You're and they, yeah, and they were they were germ they were German, and of course I was cheering for Holland, uh, you know, and Johan Greif. Sure, uh, but the first one where I watched a lot of games was the '82 World Cup, and uh, you know Brazil had an awesome team that year, and Paolo Rossi and Italy ended up winning, and and then you read it like. And so here's what I'm going to throw out there to the listeners on the Ashley Fine Floors text line at 780-496-0063. Do you care what the Qataris have done? Do you care about the fact that FIFA awarded the, the tournament to a country that is a full-on minnow internationally? In uh, you're you know, I mean, this would be like it, having a World Cup of hockey, I guess, in Qatar. <laughs> except it's not the biggest sport in the world <laughs> and you know I mean I just do you, and you, does it matter about the human rights record and how they basically you know you know what went on to build those stadiums are you, you still going to be watching like I, I'd kind of like to know what people think like because in the back of like I'm watching like John I got up this morning at 7 o'clock to watch Fox's coverage to watch England play at 8 yeah. you know I, I think England's going to win the tournament I think they're due to win one. Also, I have a theory about teams that lose in the the Euro before they win, like France did in 16 and then went in in 18. But in the back of my mind, every time they speak, I'm just shocked at how tone-deaf FIFA is. And I just, I'm perplexed as to how we're at this place in international sport, John. It's too much money. It's money. It's pure and simple. It's
1: money, money, money. I mean, I mean... You mentioned Fox. I mean, Fox is promoting the World Cup for about seven weeks now, uh, uh, associating the World Cup of uh, the World Cup of football uh, with Santa Claus. I mean, that's all. That's what they've done. They, they're trying to say this is the holidays, and, and you know we we're going to feel warm and fuzzy, and we've got Santa on our side. Um, th- this is this is more than a few people turning a blind eye to it. Uh, than, you know, with, with human rights violations, with, uh, with uh, equal rights. Uh, y- you know, I mean, there's so many different issues that, you know, socioeconomic issues that are different in Qatar than there are in, in the rest of the world or, or in, in certain other parts of the world that perhaps we feel that, that should be addressed. I mean, how, how the gay community That's is t- going to be addressed for, for five weeks uh, in in Qatar, where it's illegal and you can get jailed for seven months seven years for it. I, I, you know I don't know how you uh, I, I don't know how you uh, you discount it. but here's the other thing, Bob. I don't hear or see of any players saying, no, I'm not comfortable, I'm not going. Um, right it, 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 this is it's, it's too big and it's too popular. And it's too financially successful, no matter where they play it, for us to worry about human rights issues at this point.
0: Yeah, this texter comes in and he's saying, I'm sorry, are we going to talk about hockey or the stupid game of soccer? I'm tired <laughs> of this, says the texter.
1: Well, what's his uh, name? Tell me what's his
0: name. What who, the texter? Name? Yeah. Uh, he doesn't actually list okay. his, his name. Okay, anyway, he's right. Let's
1: talk, let's talk hockey.
0: All right. Uh, you're not calling soccer stupid, though, are you? No, he did. I love okay. soccer. Yes. I-, I like soccer, too, but there's aspects of it that are quite perplexing to me. Uh, all right. that's uh, We are going to switch to the Edmonton Oilers. They take on the New Jersey Devils tonight. Um, I don't believe this is a flash in the pan for the Devils. They've been building for this. But it is remarkable, John, when you think that two year- less than two years ago, in April of 2021, the New Jersey Devils had a 10-game losing streak. Yep. Okay, the same organization is now on a 12 game winning streak with 11 of the same players. Like it's not like they've turned over, you know that that's a lot of like 10 of the 18 skaters that they've got on their team right now were a part of that team that dropped 10 straight games at, you know late in the uh, 2021 season. So just your thoughts on do you, is is this legit with New Jersey or are they amongst the best teams in the Eastern Conference? What's your take?
1: Um, they're getting there, but, you, you know, I mean, when they signed Vanacek to the, to the deal uh, to be their number one goaltender along with Mackenzie Blackwood, did I think he at this point he'd be 8-1 with a goals against average of 2.15? I don't think I did that. You know, they have had stellar goaltending. Now, last year they had seven goaltenders, and I don't think anybody was any good at any one point. Uh, so goaltending has been a huge difference for them Uh, the other thing is I I, I do think that you're seeing the maturation of finally of Nico Heischer who has played very well and become not necessarily uh, even though he's a first overall pick a dominant first overall pick but he has become a solid quality player and Jack Hughes has grown too and then you combine that and, and, and all these guys, that you talk about them, they're fast. I mean, they, 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 had, they wanted speed, and they went and got speed, and then you combine with that with a, a level of toughness. You know, Miles Woods, nobody to sneeze at. Neither is your buddy Nathan Bastian, who I know you love. Um, and then I wouldn't discount what they've done on the blue line with guys like Ryan Graves and John Marino, who have made a huge difference. For them, because they're a lot more consistent uh, on a regular basis this year than they were last year when PK was back there.
0: Yeah, I, I think PK's retirement has been an addition by a subtraction so to do I. double I'm squad. Absolutely
1: right. Absolutely right. He was a distraction.
0: Yeah, and Marino has he knows his role. Uh, a couple things. He sure for me dramatically improved his two-way ability he's Mm -hmm. he's he's a very excellent in the face-off circle he's strong hughes is supported in the circle by holland plays with a great player in brat deep fast team i'm gonna ask you this john this is an organization we had you know we heard from tom fitzgerald uh when the Oilers had new jersey in town and he was kind enough to give us 15 minutes they place a huge emphasis on analytics are you hearing that the Oilers, have you heard anything at all on the potential of the Oilers growing their analytics department?
1: I haven't, but I haven't talked to Kenny in a while uh, of where they okay. are and what they're doing, so it would be uh, it would be premature for me to suggest that, that that that's where they're going. I I what I do think though, Bob, you know, as a copycat league, yes. and this is a copycat league the devils for the first four or five years that they were you know they were saying we're gonna we're gonna with this ownership group by the way to say that we're going to be analytics based um and we're going to be a lot more driven by by the numbers people people laughed at them people laughed at them um and in the end i think it cost ray Shiro his job there because i didn't think he wanted to be as analytics based as the ownership group wanted to be so with tommy taking over and tommy understanding it and Tommy actually having the influence of Jim Rutherford, who's who is a lot more analytics-based than people realize, that I think that that's been a, a, a great a great situation in uh, in New Jersey, uh, and now it's proving its worth. And so why not why not find have teams saying, listen, we should be doing a little more, not necessarily as much as, but a little more of of the analytics that New Jersey has now found so successful. Hey, by the way, well, you mentioned I mean, that. They're... You mentioned Brat. You know, yes, for Brat, Brat bet on himself this year. Yep. Turned down the long-term deal. Said, "No, I'm going to play one year at four and a half, and I think he's going to do okay in the next contract."
0: Oh, you think?
1: Yep. That's my, yeah, that's you're gonna, my. You're going to you're going to step day.
0: out on a limb and and, and bring yeah. that, eh? Yeah, yeah, it's good quality content, Bob. They have $25 million in expiring UFA contracts uh, in New Jersey. Jesper Bratt is a restricted free agent. Tatar comes off the books. Halla comes off the books. Wood, who surely they're going to want to re-sign. Graves and Severson on defense. Severson's their third pairing right shot D. But they got uh, Nemich coming on the right side, and they got Hughes coming on the left side. That's what's kind of interesting about this team is... I don't know if they're going to always have 12-game winning streaks, but in time they're actually going to add some pretty, you know, Nevich went second in the draft this past year, Hughes went fourth in 2021, and Alexander Holtz went seventh in 2020. Now, it is entirely possible. I'm going to put you on the spot here, John. One final one for you, specific to Edmonton. It is possible by the end of this week that uh, the Oilers will have four first-round draft choices. Not on the team. Of course, Edmonton, John, as you know, the only team in the NHL with their last ten first-rounders in the organization. Schaefer's uh, playing in Seattle this year. Uh, Xavier Borgo's got three goals, seven points in 14 games. Mm-hmm. Uh, Holloway could end up back in the minors, and Broberg is currently in the minors as well. And... Uh, it wouldn't be the worst thing. I think you would agree that maybe Holloway gets some more minutes, John.
1: Well, I mean, Kenny, Met, Kenny Met did this in his first conference of the season, saying, "Does does a guy uh, who has better, you know, can get, not get to the ten minute mark of ice time, you know, put him in a spot where he can succeed, play twenty minutes, play special teams in Bakersfield, and and you know, and nurture him and make him a better player in the long run." You know, to me, that's pretty obvious, and it's, you know, he's easy to move, right? He's easy to move up and down. You have to worry about about waivers or anything at this point, so do it. Get him him some more ice time. It makes a ton of sense.
0: John, I lied. I got one more question for you. Uh, Evander Kane is currently, obviously, out three to four months, uh, and everybody's hopeful on that front, but the order is, you know, really... Obviously benefited from the unique dimension that Evander Kane brought. Uh, Edmonton doesn't have an abundance of physicality in the lineup, though Costin's maybe helped. He's not a guy necessarily looking to back it up with the cups. But there is a player out there. And I'd like some thoughts on this from the listeners as well. You can text us on the Ashley Fine Flores text line 780 496 there's a player, and he's he's in his mid-30s now, but he's good at his job, but he ain't playing much. He's been a healthy scratch in four of his last five games. He's a $1.75 million cap hit. You have some cap flexibility for the next three to four months. Would you possibly, uh, again, he's been scratched for four of the last five games. His name's been out there a little bit. Would you have any interest in Ryan Reeves?
1: Hmm. Well, I'd check with Evander Kane if he wanted, you know, because you know, you know the rivalry that they had for the last two or three yes, years and in it's, and San it's, Jose. It's a hard it one. Good. It was
0: a brutal one.
1: It was a brutal one. So um, I, I, I'm not listen. If Ryan Reeves can't skate with the Rangers, how can he skate with the Oilers? I guess that's my I guess that's my point. Rangers have been a bit of disappointment, you know, and, and and the way Ryan plays. You know, maybe it's caught up to him. Uh, so I, I'm I'm kind of lukewarm on that one, Bob.
0: Okay, well, you know, that's a fair set. Again, he's been scratched four or five games. You know why he was brought in there after sure. what happened with Tom Wilson. Yeah. Uh, you know, late in the 2021 season, and they muscled their team up. To, but they've got Truba. They've got Goodrow. Those guys give them functional toughness. I'm, I'm just, in, you know, I'm just. I much
1: prefer, you know, we, I, and, and let's face it, that's a great phrase you just used there. And I think when you put Evander Kane in this lineup, that functional toughness grows. And the, huge, the question yeah. now is, is you got to find a way to bridge the gap for three months, right?
0: Yeah. Well, I, I mean, the guy we met, we discussed last week was Zach McEwen in Philadelphia, but right now he's playing on their second line. Yeah. Uh, you know?
1: Yeah. You know, he's a John Tortorella type of guy, so that's for sure.
0: Yeah. Great stuff, John. Thanks for your time. Okay, Bob. Have a good time at Newark. We'll try to. That's an oxymoron. 1253 at Edmonton. We'll take a quick time out. You're listening to orders Now. go into the Ashley 5 Flores text line at 780 496 Anthony in Medicine Hat says, I'm off today watching U.S. Wales and listening to Oilers now. It's the World Cup, Bob. A bit of football chat and isn't too out of place. There will be four, year, four years in a row without it. On the game tonight, though, I hope to see Koston and JP be a physical presence. Oddly, the game isn't listed tonight on the TV guy. That one comes to us from Anthony in Medicine Hat. I believe it's on Sportsnet Oilers. Oilers, again, Sportsnet Oilers. Um KDK says, Bob, having your last four first-round picks means nothing if they can't produce. The perceived value of first-round picks outside the top ten is much higher than the actual player's value. The Oilers need to stop hoping their picks and prospects turn out and use them as currency to win now. That one comes to us from KDK. Another texter says, so if you're needing some cheap toughness, and I know it's a local guy, and you've watched them play in the Oil Kings... um, but what about bringing uh, back a guy like Brandon Baddock that's uh, uh, literally dropped the gloves in the last three uh, preseason bouts and shown that he's never afraid to get in there? Your thoughts? Well, there's a couple former oil kings that are out there Brandon Baddock and Mason and They're both in the minors. And Krusty Rusty says on the Ashley Fine Flores text line let's get a good grip on the culprits of the World Cup fiasco Qatar for sports washing. So it's called FIFA for the huge money grab, corporate advertisers and sponsors for putting greed ahead of values and morals, and the players in the countries going along with this, you know what show? That one comes to us from Krusty Rusty. Bob, you said all summer the first twenty games are going to determine if you're a Stanley. Uh, you're you're going to go to the Stanley Cup. Brendan, have I ever said the first 20 games would determine if you're going to uh, go to Stanley? I don't think I've ever said that. I don't think I've ever uh, anything. You promised the Oilers would be there. You still think. I, I think. Edmont- Here's what I'll. I think Edmonton will finish with 47 to 52 wins. I really do. Okay? How's that Stanley Cup looking right now? Well, the Oilers are like many teams that haven't got to the level that they wanted to be. I don't think I said you win the Cup in the first 20 games. If, if I did, uh, I don't recall ever saying that. So. You know, I've said a lot of dumb things over the years. I'm the first to admit to it. I didn't say that. If you're looking for a great Oilers road trip, and by the way, we're going to have the Oilers road trippers in New York City meeting us on Thursday. You can join Oilers Now in Vegas this January to see the Oilers and the Golden Knights and all the famous Vegas attractions. This New West travel package includes airfare, three nights at the five-star Cosmopolitan Hotel on the Vegas Strip, game tickets, and a welcome reception with yours truly. For the Oilers Now Hockey Vegas roadie, reach out to newwesttravel.com. Off to a Global news, weather, traffic update with Eileen Bell. And when we come back, Ken Danical, longtime New Jersey Devils television analyst. You're listening to Oilers now.